0: It should be a path that is made for people to come the right way and then bring some sort of value into the economy and the country. But it's not. It's it's not made that way. And I don't understand why it's not made that way. Because all the values that this country was founded on basically embodied like coming here and making something better for yourself. But I don't know. Something got lost in translation, I guess.
1: This is Status, a show about the people we love, the places we come from, and where those two things intersect. I'm shaking things up a little bit today. This is the first interview episode where I've only done one interview. And this is also the first episode about a family that immigrated to the US together. Before we get there though, if you've heard the show before, I'd love it if you could take a moment to share the show with a friend or on social media. The best way to get the show out there is your recommendation. With that out of the way, let's get started.
0: In 1999, we moved to Houston for the first time, and we were there for about a year. How old were you? Uh, I was maybe seven or eight years old, and we were there for about a year. My parents just didn't like it; just it wasn't the right fit. And we moved back to Mexico the year after, so I was only there for a school year.
1: This is Edward. He's a finance student in Texas who contacted me because I made a post on Reddit about the show.
0: Um, My mom has a PhD in economics and in another one in supply chain management. Uh, My dad has a master's in journalism. And my dad actually uh, used to work in politics in Mexico. Working in politics, I guess, for my dad was very stressful because it gets to the point where... They ask you to do certain things that you don't always have a moral flexibility.
1: Edward's dad was pretty influential in one of the major Mexican political parties. Recently, that party was hit by a pretty major scandal. That scandal happened long after Edward's family left the country, and he doesn't think his father was involved. But he does believe that politics played a part in his parents' decision to move to the States.
0: I don't know. He doesn't really talk a lot about the details and stuff, but I'm pretty sure that was a big part of why we moved. Also, my younger brother, he has a couple of learning disabilities. He was born with a speech impediment, so he struggled speaking until he was around five or six years old. He was always in, like, speech therapy or speaking classes, and we'd go to those things after school. And there's not a lot of programs in Mexico that were like, help people like that, right? In 2003 is when we moved. We made the big move to the States, My mom's brother had actually been living in Laredo, Texas, and he helped my parents start their first business. So the way my parents moved to um, the United States is under an E-2 visa, which is like an investor visa. So you need to invest a certain amount of money, and they need to create like some sort of business or something like that. It's kind of like an entrepreneurial visa. When we moved here, that's what they moved under. The only problem with an E2 visa is that we had to keep renewing it every so often. I think it was every four years or something like that. And they had to keep proving that they had businesses and they were investing so much money into the economy and that kind of thing, right? They eventually closed down their first business, which was a motorcycle store. My dad always wanted restaurants, so my parents went ahead and bought one restaurant, and then they bought another restaurant.
1: Edwards' family had settled into their new life as business owners in the United States. They were happy, but there was an immigration detail that kept them from visiting their family back home.
0: The only problem under the E2 visa was that, I mean, I don't know if this is true, but this is what our parents would tell us, is that we couldn't really go out of the country much. And they would say that it was because we're in the process of trying to apply for residency, which, is, which would eventually lead to citizenship, that every single time that we left the country, we would have to start the process over. So I haven't been to Mexico in close to 12 or 13 years. So I haven't seen my grandparents or my cousins or Aaron. I mean, you know, it just kind of like, it became like we didn't have any outside family, right? Because we couldn't leave because if we left, we'd have to start the process over. I went off to school in 2011. The way I went into college was different than most people, right? Because I couldn't really apply as an international student because I didn't fit the needs for an international student, but I couldn't apply as a US citizen. So what I ended up doing was having to go to Austin to get a bunch of affidavits and to prove that I was a Texas resident. I wasn't allowed to apply for any loans. I wasn't allowed to apply for any grants or anything. So it was all on my parents' shoulders, right? But then in 2013, my dad's mother passed away. And that's when my parents were like, you know, we can keep doing the E-visa.
1: The death of Edward's grandmother got his parents reconsidering whether it was still worth it to renew their E-2 visas. Ultimately, they decided to pack up their lives in the U.S. and move back to Mexico, leaving Edward and his brother here in the States to finish school.
0: And that's when we, my brother and I both switched from the E-2 to the F-1 visa. Which, I mean, it's been... I've I've really enjoyed being on the F-1 visa more than the E-2. Because I was allowed to leave, and I just didn't have to worry about it anymore. Like, I knew there was an expiring clock on it, but... I don't know, I just didn't feel like I I was, like, doing something wrong. Does that make sense?
1: For Edward's purposes, the F-1 student visa has been, effectively, a temporary green card. Throughout his schooling, he hasn't needed to work, so not being able to work on an F-1 hasn't bothered him. But the ability to travel outside of the United States and return for school has been freeing. As he progresses towards graduation this August, however, the work limitation has begun to affect his life after college.
0: I didn't know that I was going to be taking on an F-1. So I chose a to major in finance and as a finance student, after you graduate, you have to get someone to sponsor you to take a, an exam, series 7 and a series 66. And these tests take about six or six to eight months to study for so it's really hard for a company to sponsor you to take that test and then also sponsor you for the H1B when you haven't really done any work for them besides study for these tests) <laughs>
1: almost got a job offer from a firm that was really excited about him
0: and they told me that i qualified and i looked really good for the job they just couldn't afford to spend that kind of money and i've had a couple of conversations like that and it's just it was one of those things it's like it's really tough because you don't know what to do right um there was this girl i used to date date for about three and a half years And we've been in touch for the past, like, two years. We lost touch for about three years. And we were talking, and I was telling her about the situation and stuff. And she was like, well, I could marry you. And I was like, yeah, you could, but we just, I could do it, but it wouldn't be done for the right reasons. So it's kind of looking like it's going to be really, really tough to stay here. I was studying something that I wanted, not something that I, like, like if I like hindsight, I would have probably done some like computer science where I could just go right after straight to work, but you know, as I come closer to graduation, I will be doing my o p t and hoping to get lucky somewhere, but I'm not really sure what we're gonna do.
1: Are there options for you in mexico
0: <clears throat> so yeah, it's i mean, I could definitely go like I said, I haven't been. In almost 14 years. So I have no idea. I have literally no idea what the place is like. Um, I remember what I grew up with, but I have no idea. Um, You haven't been there like since the iPhone was invented. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's really hard for me to identify with the people there. I'm sure if I have to go back there, I'll, I mean, I have to figure it out either way. Right. I've lived here my entire life. I've, I mean, I did everything that everyone goes through in middle school, high school, college. So I mean, I'm 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 as American as the next person, but I'm not.
1: I asked Edward if his younger brother was having the
0: same issues he was having,
1: and he had a surprising answer. Yeah, my brother,
0: um, he he doesn't really want to stay here. To be very honest with you, he. For whatever reason, he identifies more with the Mexican culture. And that's always been the way he's grown up. When we were hanging out and growing up, he would always hang out with people that were coming in from Mexico. And I wouldn't. I'd be playing football. He'd be playing soccer. So, I mean, when he finishes his degree, he's going to take his OPT year and he's going to try to find a job. But I think he's more ready to go back than I am. I don't know. I mean, it's hard because he doesn't really, we don't really talk about it much, but in a sense, like, we're all we each other has here, right?
1: The thing that got me about Edward was that he so strongly prefers the U.S. to Mexico. It's such a clear matter of identity that he's willing to explore options outside of the U.S. as long as they're more similar to the U.S. than Mexico is.
0: When I used to live in Mexico, um, We used to take these summer camps for about a month to Canada. And I'd go there for about a month. I'd hang out, I'd do summer camp stuff, and then I'd go back to Mexico. Um, A couple of weeks ago, my mother sent me the phone number to these people from Canada. It's like an immigration law firm. And I gave them a call about three or four days ago just to find out, like, if I could even go there if I needed to, you know, just to have another option. I I don't know. I feel like, I feel like if I was to stay, if I was to move to Canada, I feel like that'd be an easier place for me to like, I don't know, assimilate or feel at home than going back to Mexico because like you said, I haven't been there in so long. I don't, I feel like I just wouldn't fit in. I'd stand out.
1: What do you... Or sort of why do you identify so much with the U.S. and not with Mexico? Like, what are the specific things about the United States that you identify with? Listening back to myself on this tape, I can't help but think that I sound kind of pushy. I was having a hard time understanding whether Edward was completely turned off by Mexico or just identified so strongly with the U.S. that he'd consider living somewhere that was close enough. I think it ends up being a little bit of both. Though eventually, Edward laid out a more obvious motivation that I hadn't considered.
0: Like, when I speak to my grandparents on the phone, there's just no connection, right? We talk about the weather, which it's not something that anyone wants to really talk about. But also, I think the big thing is feel kind of like a burden on my shoulders if that makes sense because I mean my parents are very smart people they're very well educated people they had very good paying jobs like their standard of living in Mexico was better than the standard of living that we had in the U.S. when we moved here right like they had more money they were able to afford more things we had a chauffeur and that kind of thing and they just kind of packed it all up and moved here because in a sense I feel like it it provides more opportunity here than in Mexico there's more opportunities to do whatever you want here and I feel like if I was to go back I'd kind of be like packing shop and saying you guys tried but we failed It's like they tried for so long. They did so many things to like allow my brother and I to have these opportunities and to get ahead. You know, I could I could go to Mexico and take my degree with over there and people would be in awe because An American degree is held to such a higher standard than a Mexican degree. I don't know, I feel like if I was to move back, it'd be kind of like failing, in a way. Does that make sense?
1: It does make sense. Edward's parents left their successful careers behind in Mexico to make what they viewed as a better life for him and his brother in the U.S. When they went back, they left their sons to realize that future potentially not understanding how difficult that could be. It's easy to understand how not living up to that vision of the future could feel like failing. But ultimately, if Edward moves back to Mexico, it might just be because that vision failed him. Status is produced by me, Matt Horton. Music was provided by Cephia and Ben Mitchell. The Status theme song is Bread and Circuses Are Back by Ben Mitchell. That's M-I-C-H-E-L. You should check him out on SoundCloud. I'm sure he'd be happy to have you. If you or someone you know has a story to tell about immigration and how it impacted your relationship, you can email the show at podcaststatus at gmail.com. And lastly, if you love the show, leave a review on iTunes or share your favorite episode with a friend. That'd be nice of you. The show is on Twitter at Status Podcast. I'll talk to you soon.